The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, Honky, and I'm with Redcast Rob. Hey, good evening, everybody. It's been so long since Honky and I have been on the show together, and I just wanted to make sure that I was on screen tonight so that everybody could see my stupid logo with my stupid circle with the stupid words because, you know, we're just a stupid podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, as usual, Rob, uh, there's a reference to that, and anyone that's on Twitter, there's these logo contest going on right now and we're winning it because that's what husker nation does on twitter we win every poll that we're in but for some reason uh, people just get really they get triggered by looking at our 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 logo i'm not sure what it is triggered triggered might be the lightest way of saying it it's amazing how angry people get over the fact that you know it's iconic. What can I say? The Go Big Redcast. You see our logo. If we're walking down the street, people will literally stop me. Even here in Greeley, Colorado, will stop me and be like, hey, I know that podcast. And then I actually had to tell somebody the other day because they were just like, you sound a lot like Redcast Rob. And I was like, funny thing about that. Uh, yeah, I was at 477 Distilling here in Greeley doing 80s movie trivia or something. And somebody heard my voice and saw my shirt because I was wearing my Redcast shirt. So Yeah. Well, the the last round that we were in, uh, there was, and it's not the people that we're going up against the other podcasts because it's a it's a podcast logo competition. It's not the other podcasts that say anything. It's maybe some of their followers or they're just trying to to win it, I guess. But we had one guy that was like, "My four year old can can draw that logo," and I'm like, "Well, that's cool. I mean, it's a it's a circle with words. I get it. I bet your fourth, you know, four year old could probably draw a swoosh, could probably draw two arches. I mean, there's a lot of things you can draw, and that's kind of what a, a logo is. It's iconic." And I think that's cool. But another thing that's iconic on Twitter, and we're <laughs> lucky uh, tonight to have uh, both of these gentlemen with us, is uh, the message board geniuses. And so uh, our guests tonight, they have officially hashtagged the phrase, fire everybody. They co-host the message board geniuses podcast. Welcome to the Redcast, message board geniuses and who's football. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. Here. I'll start with message board genius on this question, and then who's you can kind of get into it. But uh, basically, what is message board geniuses? How'd you guys get it started? Well, that's a fine question. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was always entertained by some stuff that people would post online, particularly on sports message boards. And so I just kind of thought, well, what you know, what would happen if I shared some of the funny things that I found? And I, I may have said this before on our podcast, but the first few that I did were actually from like NBA message boards because mm -hmm. they were pretty wild. And then I just kind of gravitated to the college message boards because there's more of them and the takes seem to be a bit more outlandish and emotional. Um, and so I just started sharing them and, you know, slowly got traction uh, over time to where, you know, some pretty big names in the sports media industry started following me. And then it kind of just 
took off a little more. So, um, you know, I don't really know what the intent was when I started it, but here we are, I guess. Yeah. How about you? Who's how'd you get involved with it? So, I mean, frankly, at first it was as a fan, I just started following MBG's account because it, it's one of my favorite follows on Twitter. And then mm-hmm. uh, we met, we met in a Twitter chat room and uh, we're of somewhat similar ages. I'm a little bit older and uh, I think we have similar approaches to this stuff. We, you know, neither of us roots for a powerhouse program. So I don't think we, <laughs> we take it quite as seriously maybe as some other people do. And it's just highly entertaining. And uh, so we got to be friends and then, yeah, started the podcast together and it's been, it's been a fun couple of years. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is an entertaining uh podcast it's an entertaining account to follow and what i love about it as much as anything this is a national show we're talking tonight this isn't husker football this is a national college football show and we're doing it with two guys that you're equal opportunity across the board like and every every fan base we're always like oh god please don't have it be one of ours the the next (laughs) one coming out but even when it is even when it is it is it is lighthearted it and really it highlights and kind of shames the worst of, of every fan base and every fan base has them and I've always appreciated that about it. I've never felt like we were getting picked on, even though sometimes some of the worst ones are. And we're going to look at some of these in a little bit. But um, I, I really do appreciate you guys. Do, I don't know if you, if it's by design, but you guys, it's almost like, oh, I think we maybe we've hit this one fan base too hard. And you, the next day you come out with the the rival or you come out with another you know uh, conference. You always figure out a way. It seems like it kind of evens itself out over time. And I don't know if that's by design or it just works out that way, but uh, you're very equal opportunity. Sometimes I like to see if I can find, if I can do back-to-back tweets of rivals because it's always funny because, for example, if I tweet something from a Texas board, you know, you get Texas A&M fans or Oklahoma fans will jump in there and say, oh, all Texas fans are like this, blah, blah, blah. And then if I turn around and post a Texas A&M post or an Oklahoma fan, you know, it's kind of crickets or else they'll be upset with me saying, oh, well, not all Texas A&M fans are that way. But you've just cast that light on on all Texas fans, so it's kind of funny to watch uh, people try to try to deal with that reality. That actually answers my question too. I was I was gonna I was I was curious, like how often um, you know one one post may all of a sudden like spark a reaction that that creates the next post, right? Like out of out of the blue, and how often something like that happens for you guys. But I think. You just answered that, so I don't need to ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, most fan bases do take it in stride um, and understand and laugh and can laugh at themselves. There are some that get a little overly sensitive and haven't quite <laughs> haven't quite hit that point where they can uh, kind of have fun with it, but they'll get there, I think. I don't know any overly sensitive Nebraska fans. So no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, no, Nebraska does not fall. Nebraska fans do not fall in that category. By any not means. even They're great. Close. <laughs> to, the, to the point where I, I say sometimes I feel guilty posting Nebraska stuff. I'm I'm not just saying that because I'm on your podcast, but sometimes I do feel guilty because I know some Nebraska fans and they're great and the posts don't really paint them in a true light. But um, to remain consistent uh, in the end, I typically end up posting them, but I, I do it with some guilt. <laughs> Well, I always ask you to, you know, give us a two week moratorium, please. No more Husker ones for like two weeks, short moratorium. But uh, all right. Well, before we get to these posts, uh, we do have to show a couple of our uh, sponsors here. And the first one is Alumni Hall. We've got their graphic up here on the top two, uh, two Lincoln locations, downtown 1120 P Street, South Point Pavilions behind Barnes and Noble. 
Um, next up is Pipeline Jerky, pipeline-jerky.com. Uh, use code REDCAST. Officially gets you 10% off. And that is NIL, man. That That's money going right into the pipeline, the O-line's pockets there. And let's do what we can to rebuild the pipeline here at Nebraska. Uh, and speaking of uh, going into pockets, here is the Redcast store, and there's our QR code. Get yourself Redcast shirts and koozies, sweatshirts. Rob, I know you're getting a new sweatshirt uh, today am. from us, our good friends, Shane Laura at Smack and Smooch. Uh, and I've got some hats and some shirts coming from them, too. Great stuff. And then this last one, I'm going to let you, Rob, you say this one because this is brand new. This is hot off the the hot off the presses is that what we want to say yeah so i i got a good i got a phone call from a good friend of the show gary novotny he's the owner of big red of the rockies um also owns um gary michaels clothiers there in lincoln who um uh officially he he uh suits up no no pun intended a lot of the coaches and players when they have press conferences if you see them wearing really nice suits at any events things like that he's usually the one putting that together for the players and they are putting on the official we'll call this the official husker party uh prior to the cu game coming up in august because obviously it's a 10 a.m game and a lot of the alumni associations are having a hard time planning a tailgate for such an early game so um I think the the CU Nebraska Colorado Nebraska Alumni Association or something along those lines is putting on this event, um, and it's going to be featuring Tommy Frazier. Uh, there's going to be a lot of other Nebraska personalities out there, um, you know, running the show. You can buy your tickets for it on um, the Gary Michaels closer. Gary Michaels Closure, that I say that 10 times real fast, uh, website. You can buy your tickets there. We do expect it to sell out. They, you can purchase a table for it if you want to. Um, it's going to be a great event. There's going to be a lot of um, cool speakers going on there. Uh, members of the Redcast will be there if, if you'd like to come hang out with any of us and have a drink. And then uh, if you do end up staying in Estes Park that night, they are going to have a party bus that will take you down to the game the next day, which you have to sign up now. I think they can have up to like 50, maybe maybe 60 people. That might be pushing the limit, but there will be drinks provided on the bus for the ride down and everything to and from the game. So that's something to consider because just so Redcasters, just so you know, if you're planning on making the trip out to Colorado, when I tell you to stay in Greeley the night before the game, I'm I'm sort of pushing my own hometown there and some of our breweries and distilleries, but I'm also serious because you're going to pay a lot less money for a hotel room somewhere like Greeley or Estes Park than you will in Boulder. Right now, two night minimum is what they're requiring in Boulder, and it's about seven hundred and fifty dollars for the cheapest rooms in the in the worst hotels in Boulder right now. So. Um, something to consider, something to do while you're coming on out. And we'd love to see you there at the battle and Boulder. Very nice. All right. Well, let's get, let's get to the message boards and <laughs> you know, who's before we were starting this, I was asking, you know, what does who's mean? And uh, you gave the history there because you're a Virginia fan and how uh, we'll say it again. You said something about long line, some, some fans about a hundred and some years ago, were calling you Wahoos. Is that right? Yeah, so we're apparently the story is we're playing Washington and Lee, which is a another Virginia college in baseball, like the 1890s, and uh, they call our fans a bunch of wahoos. And for whatever reason, that stuck. I have no idea mm-hmm. why, but I mean, I've been a Virginia fan for you know over 40 years. I can't remember the last time I used Cavaliers or Cavs or anything like that. It's always who's or wahoos. So 
the uh, the urban legend for a while was that a wahoo was a fish that could drink twice its weight, but I don't mm-hmm. know that fish drink. So you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how that whole thing got started. So, well, well, this is interesting because I kind of phrased. I wanted to phrase the top ten, or really, it's a top five list that you guys sent us. Are the five best ones that uh, uh, message boards that you come in? So I kind of did it as the the David Letterman top ten list that he used to do, and he used to do it from the home office of Wahoo, Nebraska. So we have a photo here of the, the home office of the late show back in the day. So I just thought when you mentioned that, you know, that they called you Wahoos, that tied in nicely with the, the start of this. But let's get to this. Uh, we're going to do a top five, uh, your your top five that you guys sent us best national message board uh, post. And then uh, we're going to do a couple with some arrivals of Nebraska, and we are going to finish with some Husker ones too. So, again, we're going to be equal opportunity on this show. And I do want to throw one disclaimer out to any Redcasters watching or listening later on. This, I'm not going to call this R-rated, but this is going to be a little a little raunchier than probably some of our normal shows just because we're showing this is this is raw. This is what people are posting out there. And so <laughs> I even edited out two of them that you sent me, MBG, and they were both Nebraska ones. I, two of them I didn't include. I was like, no, this one's too, even by editorial freedom, I'm not going to, I'm not going to show that, but we still got three good Husker ones in there. So um, yeah. this is going to be some fun. So, so let's get going here. Number five from VT Scoop, Virginia Tech, can, can tell from those snug jeans this dude's got a hog. What I'm getting, what I'm getting here, and we're going to go through all this. There are some themes that you're going to see. There's conspiracy theories. There are, uh, you know, publicly, you know, people publicly ending their their fandom. Of course, your your favorite hashtag of fire everybody. And then I would throw this under the theme of strange request or just flat out creepy ass post. Mm-hmm. Elf from those snug jeans, this dude's got a hog. What in the world was this guy, Ronald McRaw Dog, talking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this post was uh, posted shortly after the Virginia Tech had hired Brent Pry. And apparently, he made some appearance. There was some photograph of him wearing what must have been some tight jeans. And this Ronald McRaw Dog appeared to be fairly impressed with. Uh, the new coach. <laughs> okay, Abby Harris has already posted that prize hog. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> it's a good one to start with. I don't know. I mean, Who's you're you're a Virginia fan? This is Vatech. They're you know they're rivals. <laughs> Thoughts? Yeah. So I, I'll tell you. I I wish I could just uh, scorch them for this one, but to their credit, their fan base kind of leaned into how ridiculous this post was and. There are still references to uh, to Prize Hog on Virginia Tech Twitter pretty regularly. So, I mean, credit to them. They, they, they I think, handled this one about as well as they could have. And it's objectively hilarious to me uh, just because, like you said, it's so random. So so they handled Prize Hog about as well as they could handle <laughs> As well hog. as they could, yes. They, are, they handled, handled this hog very well. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay. Oh boy, I'm gonna get in trouble tonight. I already know it. I, I think you know some of the some of the parents of of players that follow me on Twitter may unfollow me after tonight's show, and I'm not even sure it's directly my fault. I, I'll be honest; it's the word "snug" that sent me for this. Snug. <laughs> wow. You know, I think this is a good this is a good intro. This is a good one to get it going here. Number four, this one's from Sooner Scoop. So OU, uh, there's a a traditional Husker rival. And this one is now, I want to preface this by saying I'm not spiteful at all. 
So I can imagine the whole rest of this is going to be all spite. Because that said, once Caleb announced his transfer to USC, I will only want one thing in life, Matt Liner to impregnate Caitlin Riley with a son that they name him Matt Riley and keep the affair hidden for years. Matt Liner forces Lincoln Riley to coach at USC for 25 abysmal years. Ultimately, the only success Lincoln ever has at USC is when he coaches Matt Riley to back-to-back Heismans, all of which are presented to him by his real father, Matt Leinert, and every touchdown pass thrown by Matt Riley, Lincoln grimaces in pain as he knows the only reason why that man is alive is because some other man was <laughs> was doing stuff. That is all. I, you know, I mean, but, but, but I want to preface this by saying I'm not spiteful at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say that one you know, here on my list that that might be um, oh not quite publicly ending their fandom, but just people that, people that are spiteful that will fall under uh, that theme. That's one of my favorite revenge. posts of all time. Yeah, it's a revenge fantasy. We don't. That's a that's a category we don't see that often, but it really delivers when you get these. <laughs> that uh, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma for USC produced some of the greatest message board posts, probably in the history of message boards. Um, and they're still dealing with it. Oklahoma fans, they're still not over it. I think there might've been one or two in the last week that I posted about them crying about Lincoln Riley. So it's been funny. Uh, well, it's crazy that. too, because, you know, being, I grew up in, in California, I grew up in Northern California, but I've spent plenty of time in Southern California. And I've also been to Oklahoma plenty of times and all sports aside, all football aside, everything like that. I mean, talk about an upgrade in quality of life going from Oklahoma to Southern California. I mean, who wouldn't do that? Like, I they could have offered me half of my salary if I was him and I still would have made the move. So, yeah. Yeah, they're struggling there. But that was that's one of my favorite posts that I think I've ever come across. So, you know, would you say – and we'll kind of get across this, I think, as we hit some of the next ones too. But are there certain fan bases that you just you just really enjoy interacting with or or, or posting? I can see some of these SEC and Southern ones, Oklahoma going into the SEC. I can see some of these ones being ideal because they are they're they're nuts for their teams, and and some of the things they say are just complete nuts. I mean, I wouldn't say. I don't. I don't know. I don't do good with people calling me an idiot or um, trying to argue with me online. I'm not. I don't know how some people do that. Uh, so I'm very sensitive. So I don't. I don't know. I don't necessarily like interacting with people who who come out like that. So no, I would say mm-hmm. there's no no families in particular I, I like to interact with uh, more than another. I wouldn't mm-hmm. think. What what MBG isn't saying is he had a little run in with some Oklahoma fans a couple weeks ago. So I think he's treading lightly on the Oklahoma post. I, I will say this because of all this, Oklahoma fans think that I'm a USC fan. Uh, I think they'll go to their grave saying that I'm a USC fan. Um, but I still like Oklahoma fans. <laughs> <laughs> That was like a hostage video right there. I'm going to keep posting Abby stuff here. Abby goes, people wouldn't call you stupid MBG if you didn't post such silly things on message boards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has anyone given, is there any conspiracy theories that you, you know, you're the one posting this on each of these boards and then, and then just highlighting it or anything like that? Or can Absolutely. we start? No, people think that there are certain people who do think that, you know, and I'll post these. You can see a lot of these posters, how long they've been members and how many posts they have. 
I'll post something that some guy's been a member since like 2004 and has like 90,000 posts on a board and they think it's me. <laughs> like it's some of this long con of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was number four. We're going to move on to number three here. And again, under the themes, the different themes I have, one of them is conspiracy theory. And this one is from LSU about Tennessee. And this is full tinfoil hat. So um, <laughs> I can appreciate this. For the, the listeners in the next couple of days, if you're not watching this, there is a, a photo of a, I'm guessing, is this what, a kickoff or a punt or whatever? And there's, and uh, the person who's going to catch it is on the, it's an LSU player, like on the Tennessee side or near the Tennessee sideline. And they've circled this area. And uh, the title is Breaking Tennessee Potentially Used EPMP on opening kickoff. And if you're not sure what EPMP is, an electrophysiomagnetic pulse is a low intensity burst of a magnetic field at a frequency designed to scramble sensory electrons and disrupt the brain's electrocurrents. The result is an instantaneous and temporary loss of motor strength and muscle control. It's not a coincidence that this guy muffed the kickoff right by Tennessee's sideline. Whoa, I mean, there's a lot going on in there. I, I think I just had a loss of like, I, we yeah, just watched the listening frost to era. that. Yeah. We've watched the frost era for five years, so we've seen a lot of these. Oh my god, that's it's been my brain. has affected us a lot here, but this is a <laughs> this is on a whole nother level. Uh, who's an MBG? What are your, what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> well, I love conspiracy theory guy. I mean. Uh, and the SEC, more than any other conference, seems to be full of conspiracy theories. And even Tennessee fans um, and LSU fans seem to be at the top of that list. But this was one another one of my all-time favorite um, posts just because of uh, the, the amount of thought that had to have gone into this. And paranoia, really. Mm -hmm. So this is the first post we did on the podcast. So I went back and checked. And MBG has this running thing that he does. I've never even told him this, but it kills me every time. Anytime it's a conspiracy theory post, he just leans into it and basically takes the approach of, well, you can't prove this didn't happen. And it, it just kills me every time. <laughs> so, I, Yeah, I guess. I mean, that is, wow, that is I, I, very tinfoil there. I mean, I don't, I, honestly, I mean, I'm not a smart man to begin with, but I actually, all those smart words on that one post actually <laughs> somehow made me feel dumber. So <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't know how that happened or if it's possible, but um, yeah. Okay. This is what we call a coping mechanism. Cause I think LSU got beat pretty bad that game. So it's some way to make the loss feel um, sting a little bit less, I suppose, by coming up with some grand conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, there's, I'm guessing, you know, within Husker nation, we've had enough of these one score losses over the last five years. Any redcaster out there listening to the show and watching it, you're well aware of that. You know, we're not groundbreaking any news there. But just bizarre punts to the wrong side of the field or, you know, guys fumbling it at the last minute or whatever, we've had our own. So I can, you know, I I can picture there being some some EPMPs out there you know, on, on Husker Post too. But uh, that was a that was a good one. This is this is enjoyable. And what I like about this too is again, this is equal opportunity. It and the second that you think as a Husker fan, oh my gosh, we're the only ones that do this. A lot of times we think of that way about ourselves, whatever fan base you're with. Oh, we're the only ones that do this or say this. And it truly is it all across the board. I mean, we're not picking on LSU here because there's probably some Mizzou fan that, that's posting the same thing or some Florida fan that's posting the same thing. It really is 
across the board. Yep, no doubt. Mm. Yeah, we got a lot of one score <laughs> losses. We have. <laughs> All right. Number two, we're going to stay in the SEC. Texas Ags staff. We will. Will we get any more commits before twelve t- the the December ten weekend? Now, recruiting is something that gets people kind of going. Get gets them a gets them a little worked up. So much so that uh, this guy here says, my wife is trying to plan her schedule for the month. She likes to know what nights we are getting a commitment so she knows when I will not be available, in uh, quotation marks, for her on those nights. I know y'all understand. Thanks. So <laughs> he's asking the staff, when will we get more commits before the uh, 12-10 uh, weekend? <laughs> Again? Uh, <laughs> I I what's he doing? What's funny. he doing that he's not available to his wife because of a recruit? That's what I want to know. Because I'm pretty sure I know what he's doing. If they I mean, I, I, I have a guess too, but can't you do that with your wife? I just, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's one another good thing about the the time on the message boards are the best. Are obviously during a loss, right? during a game, during a loss, or mm-hmm. during recruiting season, whether you're getting a recruit or you're getting spurred, spurned by some recruit, uh, those are the two best times because recruiting guy is almost as bad as fire everybody guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he kind of lives and dies by that. And that's, I mean, this guy makes that pretty evident there. This might be a bit to the extreme, but um, it's funny to see um, how seriously some people take the decision of a 17 year old kid and how much mm-hmm. they allow, they allow it to affect uh, their everyday life. It's funny. When I need we a have, long time, it, I read comic books. I, I don't know what else anybody else does, but yeah. Well, we, we have a, oh, a, a public service announcement that producer skip created a couple of years ago. We have it out there on, on YouTube and we played on prior shows. It's suit S O O T stay off of Twitter. And it was the whole point of like after a big loss or, you know, a kid decommits a 17 year old kid decommits and you feel like that you feel the need to at them and, and tell them how, you know, terrible they are and all these, you know, things on Twitter, just maybe for those moments, stay off of Twitter suit. And it is, it seems like it's obvious losses hurt, but recruiting and the real recruitments out there that really get into it. I mean, it's one thing, the Redcast will, will report on, Hey, this kid committed or this one doesn't, but I just, I'm not going to put to muscle memory, you know, some kid that's a sophomore that is taking a trip here this weekend and he might come here or he might decommit seven times between now and the time he signs. I just, there's too many kids out there. I'm I'm just not going to do it. It's recruiting's important. It's the lifeblood of any program, but it's also like have some sense about it. Like these kids, they literally are 16, 17 year old kids. And, uh, and I, I know, you know, with NIL and, and money getting involved that that gives some fans, they, they think they even have more right to say stuff to them, but my goodness. Well, it's way too full oh, a little bit of grace. Much energy into it. Right. I mean, things change so fast now and even mm-hmm. you know, from year to year that just, I don't, I don't, I don't have the bandwidth to put that much energy into keeping track of what a bunch of 16 to 17 year olds are doing. So mm-hmm. but this guy does. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently his wife does too. Yeah, yeah. Their calendar looks a lot different from my calendar. I think. Yeah, that is uh, (laughs) something. I'm not quite sure what, but it's definitely something. Wow. Well, the the number one of our top five uh, posts 
this one would fall under the theme of uh, publicly ending your fandom. And this one comes from Florida. So I guess we are staying in the SEC again here, but it's with. Now, the <laughs> nice thing is, here. yeah, there's it no. Needs more. <laughs> there's no um, curse words on this because they've all been either. I don't know if you guys did this when you sent me the graph or this is just how it came across, but it it's nicely, uh, you know, dotted out. So I'm dotting done is the title of this. My small 22 and a half thousand in tickets and extra funds are over blinking over. I'm blinking done. I've been a booster since, since two damn eighties and I'm blinking done. My family was here for Oh, 10 and one. And I'm blinking done. I went through Foley and his, we don't need bells and whistles. Blank you Foley. This is your blank. I'd like to kick your blank. Administration, you're a bunch of losers. Bama and Georgia will dominate our blank until you blank. Wake up. Blank you. I know a lot of the major contributors, and most of you are liberal jackasses that don't have a clue. Blank. I'm pissed. Section 510, seats 1278. Stop by and see me next weekend. <laughs> I mean, that that's one of my favorites because of the last line where he basically yeah. gives yeah. – <laughs> He leaves out the row, but he gives his section and the seat numbers and invites anybody up there to discuss this with him, which I'm assuming is some sort of a physical challenge <laughs> that he's ready to go to blows over Florida football. I mean, who I like that he's done, but he's still going to be at the stadium the next week, right? Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, MVG, I think the best one of these that we've gotten. Do you remember the the Rutgers guy who quit? I think it was a it was actually like a Facebook post. Oh, the Facebook post. Oh, yeah. yeah, he wrote like a ransom note. <laughs> it was it was it was almost disturbing. It was in like five different colors ink, um, and this guy just ranting about being a Rutgers fan for like sixty years, and they'd finally broken him and. Uh, yeah, he he didn't seem okay. So this one was actually relatively tame compared to some of the uh, fandom quitting that we've seen. Abby yeah. has one here. My personal favorite was the one about the Kentucky football player burglary. Uh, does does if anyone remembers that one, it was something about how stupid how they should have planned it better. Does that one ring a bell? <laughs> Vaguely. Obviously, Abby remembers it much better than I do. Um, but, yeah, I think there were some ten- some Kentucky players that maybe got arrested for stealing a TV or something, and there was some posts on the board calling them out because they should have been smarter about how, how they went about stealing the TV. I don't know. I'm sure Abby will correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, – uh, it's something along those lines. They weren't really upset that the TV got stolen um, or they committed a crime, but rather that they weren't a little smarter about how they went about it. Maybe, you know, that's why Alabama is who they are and Kentucky is who they are, I suppose. Uh, well, you know, I, I did notice there's a bunch of SEC posts here and, and Coach Stein posts that. He goes, the SEC only makes eight message board or message board geniuses post a year and still dominate. Something to do with scheduling, I think, there. Very good, Coach team. Well done. Eric Songson says, oh, well, what else is there to do in Gainesville? That's a that's an ode to any time Nebraska something happens, you know, uh, we sell out a game or whatever. People always say, what else is there to do in Lincoln? There's nothing to do in Lincoln. Well, yeah. Yeah, it works yeah. everywhere. <laughs> The other good thing about this post, real quick before we go on, is he talks mm-hmm. about all the, all the money he donated, like twenty two point five k. But then his seats are in section five ten. I mean, I've never been to the swamp, but I'm guessing five ten isn't the luxury box. Well, twenty two twenty two and a half thousand or twenty two thousand dollars, really? Maybe that's over a course of like 
40 years of buying season 80s, tickets or right. something. Yeah. So, yeah. If, you're in, if you're in section 510, I would hope, <laughs> I would hope those season tickets aren't costing you 22 K. I would have just rounded up. This sounds like, you know, this sounds like a 10 year old that says like I'm 10 and a half, you know, and instead of just saying I'm 11, it's like, right. If you spent 22 and a half, just round up to 25. I mean, make it a little bit more impressive. Yeah. I actually checked 49 these in three months. These, uh, these tickets are upper deck 15 yard line. So yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're as far away from the field as you can get. But you know, the, the greater point, and this is, this is where I think, you know, we can laugh about the one post itself, but I'm going to turn this off here for a second. You know, besides the, the point uh, of that exact one, it's more fan bases everywhere. We've all felt this, right? You've lost the game. It's a big game. Nebraska's had our share of them and you get done with it and you just say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm never going to watch this again or fire everybody. Hashtag fire everybody. <laughs> we all do it. So as we mock these specific uh, posts, at the same token, we know this and, and the red cast we've done in the past, we've done instant reactions to games. And then when we get to a game where we've lost it and we're like, are we going to do an instant reaction? We're like, no, because because we're going to sound exactly like those people. And we just don't want to do that. Like, we don't want to put ourselves out there and like, because I mean, we're all saying the same thing. I mean, I'm the dumbest. I mean, I've been a UVA football if, fan. If, for if you've ever received a text message from honky after a loss and a full day of drinking, <laughs> You could absolutely understand exactly what he's talking about right now because it is like sometimes I have to put my phone down because I can't look at any more of Honky's texts like coming through and I'm like, okay, I got to I gotta go. I'm going to go like, I don't know, kick my dog or something. Anything would be better at this point. Than, okay, no, by the way, no dogs were harmed. In the <laughs> of this podcast. But I mean, I yeah, it's um, yeah, it's hard, but like. I'm never in my mind do I think I'm going to run to Twitter. Or I'm going to run to a message board and vent all my frustrations out there for everybody to see. Like, I, I can't do it. I, I just can't. I, I don't know. I, yeah. Well, that's it's what hard, your group you know? text with your friends are for, right? Like I've got a, mm-hmm. like 11 of my college buddies who are on a group text chain. That's where I go when I'm frustrated. I don't, I don't put that stuff on Twitter, frankly. And I wouldn't <laughs> want that stuff to be seen on Twitter because it's, you know, it's usually not very positive, but yeah, it's a, it's a thing about being a fan, right? There's a universality to it where it's it frustrating, but then that's part of what makes the good time so much fun. Yeah, we all need a release. And I think that's fair as fans, fans short for fanatic. It is, it's, it's good to be so into your team that, yeah, you want to be frustrated when you lose games. That's okay. And we've always said that's okay. Frustration's good. Um, when you, when you start to, there's a line getting crossed when you start going, public with things and saying and and certainly as we've said like on twitter when you're adding players and calling them out and all those things i mean there's just you know that there was a you know nebraska coach rule did a video a few weeks ago and it was about mental health and uh one of the psychologists at the university of nebraska was with him and he was just talking about the differences in being a player today versus 20 and 30 years ago you know 20 or 30 years ago you made a bad play and yeah you'd get you'd get some you know crap and stuff said about you no doubt but you could at least turn it off at some point now with social media and it's, it's out there constantly and people can direct you directly message you about it. I mean, there's just, it, that's a, that's a real dangerous area there. And, and some of this, this is a lot of lighthearted fun that we do, but at the same token, there is a little bit of shaming people of like, don't do this. Don't go out there and do this to yourself. No, there's Your a personal lot of integrity. shaming people. There's a well, lot I mean, of it, shaming people. <laughs> and, and don't do this to players and, and coaches. And I know they make, they can make a lot of money and all this stuff, but, 
that doesn't also just give you the right to go out there and just say anything you want about anybody. And you see that too often. Well, I mean, and it, and it just comes down to like, don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that, <laughs> I think that that, is that a good way to do it? Since we're kind of doing yeah. a regular cast after dark here. And it's funny, Hunky, it took everything for me to hold back when you said, you know, we, some of us just need a release. And I was thinking like, for some on message boards, it's recruits. Sorry. Abby's going to yell at me. <laughs> um, I go big red cast. Don't be a dick. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and even that, like telling us that our logo is trash, like we get it. You know what? You don't like our logo, but we're mopping the floor right now with everybody that we go up against in this contest. You don't have to go on and tell us like you have a simple logo. You know, we purposely chose a simple logo. I have a degree in marketing. Like Dan, our, our graphic designer, Dan, uh, Dan Spoboda, I can never say his last name right. I'm sorry. Um, been been friends with him and his sister for years. And the, he's a graphic designer. He designed the logo. Like, this is what he does for a living. He literally owns a company that this is what they do for people, right? You think he doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to logo? We don't need you coming on saying, objectively, you guys have a trash logo. Like, no, objectively, we have built ourselves a huge brand with this logo, and you need to shut the fuck well. up. <laughs> Abby, uh, LOL, Rob won't let the logo go. What's interesting about the logo thing is that the same, what, there was one person today on Twitter that was mocking our logo, and then he goes onto Canva and he creates one in five minutes. And it literally, I mean, it looked, it looked like a four year old put it together. And it's this idea, and this this is actually how it applies, I think, to message boards and everything. Is that we are all, you know, a uh, uh, weekend quarterback coaches and everything. I mean, we, we, we all think that we could have called a better play. We all think we can create a better logo. We all think we can do whatever. It's easy to critique someone else and to go out there and just, these people are downstairs just typing away into a screen. And I don't think that they, they recognize what, what it can do for the people on the other side reading it. And again, this goes back to where I appreciate so much what you guys have done is I mean, the content's there for you. They they type it, they send it out there. Their personal integrity is on the line, and you just are, you just screenshot it. I mean, it's and it it's made a a pretty nice little uh, deal for what you guys have put together. I, I love it. Yeah, it's been fun. But I mean, like you like you're saying, I mean, it shows that everybody's kind of the same, and maybe everybody uh, we all take it a little too seriously sometimes, and maybe just need to stay off Twitter for a little bit. It's like everybody has that one friend, you know, that you runs a little hot. You like to get him riled up because you know, once you get him riled up, he's going to say something stupid. Um, mm -hmm. The message board. <laughs> full of, message boards are full of those oh man. You should see honky and I go at each other and yeah. Wait, so, other way. <laughs> uh, honky and I go at each other and, and, and DM sometimes it's actually kind of funny. Like, cause then we'll like call each other right after be like, you know, I love you. Right. You know, I love you too. Right. I don't call him, but Oh, so well, you I call me say, uh, a lot of names, but yeah. as someone who follows, you know, like I said, I have a bunch of Nebraska people I interact with um, the level of outrage that you all generate winning these Twitter polls is just endlessly amusing to me because people mm -hmm. <laughs> screaming into the void about how unfair it is. It's just, it entertains <laughs> the hell out of me every time. So I, I fully enjoyed the logo wars. Uh, I've been following them very closely. 
Well, that's good. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing them hopefully. Or so, uh, well, speaking well, we of, are seventy three to twenty seven percent right now in that one poll. I think of that one, yeah, fifteen hundred votes. So, well, speaking of you know getting people going, and it's your rivals. And before we get, we're gonna finish this with with some Husker posts. But before we get to that, we wanted to highlight a couple of our, our, our rivals, and we play both of these teams this year. Uh, we'll start with. Colorado, and then uh, the next one is, is the team to our east. But uh, from Colorado here, there's a couple. First one is uh, the Alabaster Yak said, I think they'd like it. They kind of like Iowa's arrival, but I think, I think most of the fans view CU as their main rival now, especially since they have also sucked for years. So this person responds to that, and this is, of course, referring to Nebraska. That and the fact that nobody moves from Nebraska to Iowa because why bother? There's a blank load of Nebraskans in Colorado gives them a feeling of moral superiority to show up in droves to watch their team get its behind handed to them. It's like a badge of honor. Remember that time we saw the Huskers get humiliated in Boulder? Oh, yeah, but nothing will compare to that time I saw the Huskers get humiliated in Ireland. Um, I, I will say this. I went to the Colorado game in 2001. So that is, if I was a Colorado fan, that would be my badge of honor. That is the game that really started to change the trajectory of Nebraska football forever. I mean, ever since, at least. We were 11-0 at that time. Eric Crouch uh, was a week or two away from winning the Heisman. We got beat 62-36, to 36, I think it was. And I don't know. They'll remind us online somewhere. They'll, they'll remind us. But we also <laughs> went back to Colorado, and we've had some wins in Colorado since then. And really, the whole point of this, I mean, this is typing, typing away, um, to watch their team get, handed, get their butts handed to them, I mean, we don't get our butts handed to us in, in Colorado. We've lost very close games, like 2019, where we had oh, we had 35,000 Husker fans there. The perfect poster opportunity. I could have made that field goal. I'm just saying, <laughs> I could have made that field goal. <laughs> you definitely type that on a message board, right? I'm 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 not even I'm not. Hey, man, I was I was a pretty good soccer player. I could have at least made it. From oh, this like is like Uncle yards, Rico but... of of yeah. soccer players. <laughs> I mean, if the coach had just put me in. Taking me out of the stands, I could have made that field goal. <laughs> could kick it over that mountain. Uh, um, well, I mean, literally, it's Colorado. MBG? <laughs> I'll say I didn't realize that the Nebraska-Colorado rivalry still ran as hot as it does. I would have thought that it would have dissipated over time since, you know, you kind of separated conferences. But, man, you guys both still hate each other. <laughs> well, they won one game last year. <laughs> um, it, you know what? When we went to the – the Redcast was out there for the game in 2019. And, again, this was a takeover of a stadium. If, if you anyone remembers the Notre Dame game Nebraska played, and I think it was 2000, the, the stadium in South Bend was 60% red. It was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And – when you have two teams of different of different um, school color, it's really easy to see that difference. So Colorado being gold and black, we show up there, and I mean, we were at least fifty percent of the of the stands. And walking around the campus beforehand, I mean, people were just. I heard so many Colorado fans talking on the phone about like, I just can't believe what they've done. I mean, oh my gosh, how did they get so many tickets in here and everything? And then we're up seventeen nothing at half on them, and. And we let them come back. But the thing is, to your point there, MBG, about about the uh, not realizing it was that kind of rivalry, I don't think I thought it – I didn't know that I realized it either. That's the first game that we played since we had joined the Big Ten in 2011. That's the first game that we had played in the regular season against a, an old Big 12 foe. Mm-hmm. 
And here we were, you know, what was that, you know, eight seasons in and we've, it, sometimes things have felt force fed, like, Hey, we're, you know, Iowa's going to be your rival or Minnesota's going to be your rival or Wisconsin. And, and some of them have become rivals. Some of them, we haven't won enough to, to, to do our part. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, even if it, even Iowa, when, when we went and played Colorado, I got this feeling inside me. I was like, Oh man, like this, it, it built up like this hatred that came out of just nowhere from, I remember what I was like when I was 15 years old. I was like, this is a rivalry. And, I hate this about conference realignments is you take all those games away. that teams have been playing for decades and decades and, uh, and it takes a long time to build up that kind of feeling. And so you're absolutely right. MBG it, it, that Nebraska, Colorado thing that, that was real. And I, I don't even know that I fully understood it until I was back in it. Well, for the record too, honky, I mean, that's the only time I've ever been to an opposing team stadium where the home team won the game and we're still the most obnoxious, like yelling, angry curse words and like throwing beers at fans as they're leaving the stadium. It was like after the game, there was like a couple guys like trying to fight Nebraska fans on the way out. And they had just won the game. Like, go be happy that you won the game as opposed <laughs> to like still being angry with the fans because we sold out your stadium for you for the first time in 10 years. I mean, it was like, yeah, it was it, it was it was crazy. I I, that was my first Nebraska Colorado game that I had ever attended. And I, I still was just kind of like, yeah, it, for me, I'm just like, Oh God, I live here. I got to deal with this all the time. Like that was kind of the realization that I had. And now, uh, now I hear it all the time too. So I wear my Nebraska stuff pretty proudly. Okay. Who's I'm going to start with who's, and I'm going to go to MBG on this. Who's your Virginia guy. Who is that team? Who is your Colorado that the, for us, oh, who's the one that just drives you nuts. So, so it's, it's Maryland is the perfect comp for us because they were in the ACC with us for, you know, whatever, 60 years, right? Before they went to the Big Ten. And just geographically, they're close to us and their fans are obnoxious as hell. And I, listen, I grew up in Maryland. I live in Maryland. So um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very close to them. And so uh, it's the same thing. You know, that rivalry kind of went away. And it's funny. We play them this year for the first time in a long time. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be ugly. I, I, people are already talking about it. We're not going to be good, but that that game is going to be um, – there's going to be a ton of emotion. So, yeah, that's the, probably the best comp that we've got for uh, you guys in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Man, Virginia must have a really good schedule this year. Don't they – do they play another Big Ten team or another big non-conference game? We start with Tennessee. Yeah, That's it. Okay. Ten, so they play Tennessee and Maryland in the non-conference. Yeah. There's a reason and- our over-under on wins is three and a half right now. So that's <laughs> – Wow. Yeah, so you MBG. <laughs> MBG, you are Utah State fan. What what would be the what's the one that gets under you you know your skin every time you play them? Well, there's only one right answer to this one, and it's BYU. Um, okay, with without question, it should be Utah, but for whatever reason, um, it's BYU. <laughs> but we, we we haven't we won't play them again for a while, so um, maybe that'll go away a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start with Tennessee and that kicker who graduated 20 years ago can't help you, Hoos. So, okay. <laughs> Tennessee fans are just wilding out. So, I post, I've been doing this jersey countdown thing and posted a picture of our punter who wore number 82 because it's 82 days until our first game. Our punter mm-hmm. from like 2001. And this Tennessee fan responded to me today saying something like, well, he's not going to help you week one. And I'm like, well, I know the dude's like 47 years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's a I mean, 
Hey, well, hey, if any Iowa fan should know, a good punter will help you win. I mean, oh, geez, no, well, no kidding. Um, so the second post here that we should get to from Colorado, this is from Liver, and a, and talking about new coach Dion Prime is going to lead the way to the promised land. This program is and always has been capable of greatness. Its fields were out allowed. I'm sorry, its fields were allowed to fallow. And then we salted the earth to ensure further destruction. Wow, that is a beautiful sentence. What? Prime is a catalyst and a change agent. It doesn't matter if he eventually leaves. He's going to get us to our rightful seat at the adult table. We will be in the big. I'm not sure the big, but we will be in the big. This is why CU says they don't want a long-term TV deal now. Winning solves everything. There's a lot of truth in what Liver just said there. Winning does solve everything. And what's interesting is... You know, the whole idea that uh, this, you know, this coach, this is the one that's going to do it. I can say this as a Husker fan, and, and we went 25 years of Osborne where one coach, 25 seasons. And right now we just got done with the 25th year post Osborne. And between Solich, Callahan, Bo, Riley, Frost, and now we're on to Rule, we're on to our sixth coach basically in the same time frame. We've, we've made changes. Um, changes a lot of times uh, cause – cause uh you know problems over time so hopefully hopefully the change we've made there's a lot of husker fans that sound very similar about rule right now is liver about prime but uh, they're bi- they're big on prime out there in colorado that, that's so that's such a lie in a lot like maybe on social media but like you really don't hear anyone talking about like when i go out to nebraska like people talk nebraska football like that's what people want to talk about Maybe it's because I'm there for football games, things like that. But like here in Colorado, nobody just sits around talking about Colorado football. Like most of the fans that I know that I talk to are kind of like, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They sold out their spring game, uh, you know, when they had a thousand show up a year ago. So there's obviously, I mean, look, there's there's interest in in Boulder. I'm not saying there isn't. Uh, It's interesting when he says prime, uh, it doesn't matter if he eventually leaves. It seems like there's kind of that mentality that, you know, prime one way or the other is going to be gone in a couple of years, whether he has success or doesn't. Well, he'll yeah. end up in an SEC school somewhere, like at yeah. like the lower levels, like Vanderbilt or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're in a tough spot, you know, because they're kind of stuck in the Pac-12, which appears to be kind of uh, hanging by a thread. The Pac-8 now again. <laughs> yeah, and you know they've been so bad recently, and now you know they got Dion there, and they think you know all of a sudden Dion's going to get him into the big 10 or even I saw a couple posts which are completely outlandish, but thought maybe they should go to the sec um, now, that, now that, now that they have Dion. but so yeah, they're, <laughs> they're a little over their skis or out of their skis here with Dion, but you know, well, we'll yeah, see it, what happens. It's funny growing up and good reference them, for skiing, by the way, Yeah, Call playing them that. every year um, when we were back in the old big eight days and big 12 days, what I always remember people talking about Boulder in general as a town and Colorado as a university is that they had kind of fancied themselves more as a West Coast school anyways than a Midwest school. That made a lot of sense when they made the jump to go to the Pac-10 at the time, and it did. And now that the Pac-10, here we are, fast forward 10 years, and it's starting to kind of implode. Now it's interesting, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, we fit in the SEC. We're that, you know, we're that team. Or just anyone take us, right? Because th- that's what's starting to happen with these conferences. They start to implode, and if you're not in one of those power ones, and right now – you want to be in the Big Ten or you want to be in the SEC. And and those two conferences are going to be the ones that they, they kind of cherry pick who they want. And then you're probably going to end up with some third conference of, of all the 
the knockoffs that, that didn't make it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of where we're going. But uh, definitely right now you want to be in the Big Ten of the SEC from a stability standpoint. Well, I mean, and in all reality, too, you see you may just end up being in the one conference that they should totally be in, which is like the same one as CSU or something, because that seems to be the one game that they want to play every year the most out here. Oh, Rob. Oh, Rob. Well, let's go to our other, our other uh, rival here in Nebraska, Iowa. This one's from Hawkeye Insider, Ottoman 89. Anybody not predicting Iowa or thinking Iowa will win the West can lick these peanuts. We're winning it and beating Michigan in the Big Ten Championship, making a run in the college football playoff. Nobody can tell me any differently. LFG. Um, in all fairness, I would post something like that about Nebraska. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not publicly, but. I mean, they were only, yeah. I mean, they're only, they had a chance to play Michigan, beat them in the Big Ten Championship. They're only 42 to three away from doing it. So, um, but yeah, wow. That's, I mean, that's bullish. And, and in fact, a lot of the Iowa fans I talked to, one of the things they tend to they could have played this Michigan sounds like a Nebraska year, yeah. this, this sounds like a Nebraska post, you know, like we're very bullish. When I talk to Iowa fans, a lot of times they're the ones that aren't bullish. They they assume their team is gonna lose it. And so this has this is almost kind of uh you know, it goes against kind of the Hawkeye traits that I've seen. Our, our resident Buffs fan has made an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Buffs Nation. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate Buff Nation. I, his, honestly, I do his, too. Us. He keeps coming back. I do. A, I don't know what I'm apologizing for, but why not? I'll apologize to Prime. I'm not. <laughs> In terms of the oh. Iowa post, I would say this. I don't think it's that outlandish. Um, there's really just one line in there that made me laugh. I think it's funny, but mm-hmm. I actually think Iowa's going to be really pretty decent this year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they can score a touchdown every now and then. <laughs> I mean, they'll be really good. Let's let's clarify: their offense can score a touchdown yeah. every now. And exactly, exactly. I mean, they're going to lose their home opener, but other than that, I they might. I think they'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, well, real quick, going back. Oh, to now Boston, I have to look dude, it up. I'll, Who's their I'll, home opener? I'll apologize. I'll it's, apologize it's to Prime State. if he recruits my son. If he recruits my son in three years to play for him because by then they'll be in the big sky anyway so it's like i'll see him get to play at northern colorado once a year or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay you yeah utah state coming to iowa first week all right that was some <laughs> understated mbg trash talk there yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh you know, yeah, Iowa's, you know, they're interesting. They got they have a quarterback there that I think that they feel pretty good about. Yeah. It will be interesting to see if they can keep that defense and special teams at the, at the elite level. I'll just say it's been elite for yeah. a number of years. And if you talk about, like, the law of averages and everything, all it takes is just a slight little decrease. They, they'll get better in offense. They, they The law of averages say they should be better at offense than what they've been the previous years. But to think that they will continue, I mean, that – They've been insane at, at both of those levels. And then when Nebraska beat them last year, it was it was there were little chinks there in it. The, yeah. the special teams, they dropped a punt. Yeah. You know, the the defense, they, you know, we had Trey Palmer go for a couple of you know 80-yard bombs on them. And all it took was a little bit of a drop-off, just a little bit. And I know they had one player that was hurt for the game. And my goodness, from every Iowa fan, we hear that one player. That guy better not get hurt this year because, I mean, their season's going to go down the drain if he does because that's all we've heard is, like, that's the only reason Nebraska could beat him was one guy got hurt. But that's, you know, that's a message board post, too, is it, you know, people, they try to justify when you lose a game. Is it an injury? It's the refs. It's something. It's always something. We never just got beat. Something yeah. something happened that was out of the ordinary. Well, there's yeah. one Big Ten school that's better at that than anybody. 
Can you guys guess who it is? The we never lose. You guys guess who it is? It's, How it's Ohio State. The Ohio State. Yeah, they've never. How did we not? How did we not have an Ohio State post? Yeah, I don't know because they're they're almost every week on the podcast. Um, I just they they pretty much own everybody in the Big Ten, so it's kind of hard to talk trash about them when I mean they their arrogance is almost deserved. That hurt to say. Um, Yeah, we've said on the podcast a few times now that the biggest game of the season next year is Ohio state, Michigan. You probably even yep. bigger than the national championship game next year. There's so going to be so much writing on that game, at least for, from an Ohio state perspective uh, and Ryan day perspective. Um, we're all pretty fired up for that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet you're probably going to have like 13 different screens up with 20 different message boards. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mentioned earlier when conferences, all the conference realignments blown up these great um, rivalries. Nebraska and Oklahoma had an unbelievable rivalry for yeah. years and years, and it, and it blew up through conference realignment. Well, Nebraska-Oklahoma for all those decades was what Michigan-Ohio State is. And could you imagine what the message board geniuses would be of Nebraska-Oklahoma or of some of those oh. whole games? I mean, that's uh, – you know, the this is – it's a new way – you know, it's a new modern age way of, of people interacting, but – but the, the lunacy has always been there. So it would have been interesting to, to watch, you know, see some board posts from what a rivalry like that would have been. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I'm really looking forward to the classic Nebraska UCLA rivalry. Kind of. Abby says, I found the Kentucky tweet. Uh, first rule of burglarizing a place two, two's company, three's a crowd, and six is a race to see who cuts a deal. How do you split a flat screen TV six ways? All right. There you go. Uh, With a a miter saw. (laughs) Well, we've made it through the top, the top five. We made it through Colorado and Iowa. We do have to hit on this and we're almost running out of time. So, you know what? I guess we're going to have to go through this quickly, but Husker fans. And and here's a a photo of a Husker fan with the paper bag over his head. Um, We do have a couple that we want to post. This one here is from inside Nebraska is four (laughs) too young for tackle football need to teach our youth to hit and be hit early and get them ingrained in how smash mouth football is played. Local leagues say they can offer a flag football clinic flag MFing football. I told them, hell no, I'll go go make the boy run through bricks and cinder blocks in the backyard. Sad seeing the lost opportunities of youth these days, the spread offense, the loss of the fullback and why gas is $5 a gallon. The pussification of America, pussification, which was, uh, that was a George Carlin quote. Um, you know, I coached youth football for 15 years here in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 years old is when you, you can start really with the, uh, the hitting and everything. There isn't much point in trying to start it before that, but I can appreciate the fullback part that he said, and I'm glad that we're getting <laughs> the, the fullback back. I thought you guys would well, like that part. <laughs> I thought three-year letterman lived in Georgia, not, not Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't look at this as a Nebraska fan issue. This is a guy who's never hugged his kids before. So that's well, and here's the thing, too. I mean, I would love to see four-year-olds be able to play tackle football because I'll put my four-year-old daughter up against any like boy or girl out there. I, I would feel bad for the opposing parents <laughs> because she, she she's a monster. So, I mean, bring it on. Well, bring it on. Like baby Gronk's dad or something? I don't oh know. Oh, my God. That is ridiculous. That's a whole deal. Well, just remember next time you're paying five bucks a gallon for gas that it's all due to the spread offense. So they live in they live in California, then I take it. Whoever's posting, it's not Nebraska. I can, I, you know what? I'll blame the spread offense for that. That's fine. 
Um, next up here, this one is uh, the Houseman name. And so obviously we had Houseman the linebacker a year ago that uh, transferred to Michigan. I think he's going to do outstanding over there. But the Houseman name is forever tarnished in the state. I would never do business with Houseman again, nor should dear old Nebraska U. They can be the official builder of Michigan if they so desire. And it goes on. But um, number one, that's the wrong Houseman family. So right away, that's an immediate <laughs> – <laughs> it just immediately, I'm like, good lord, when I read that. But see, but that's something that we didn't know on the podcast. We needed <laughs> yeah, you guys to know help that. us with the background. That's I mean, funny. <laughs> come on, but but on top of that, it, it's it's more than just that. This is the this is the jaded fan syndrome, and so you know we're picking on a Husker fan here. But the reality is, I'm sure you're seeing this from every fan base anytime, especially in the transfer portal era, that somebody leaves a school and goes somewhere else. You've been jaded. You know what's what's wrong with us. And so now we're going to go attack the kid. Like, like, look, is I, I, I think Coach Rule is going to do amazing things. I think Nebraska is on the up and up. I'm, you know, I'm as bullish about Nebraska as you can be. And yet I can still look at a kid and go, why would you leave Nebraska to go to Michigan to play linebacker? I can think of a lot of reasons, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, back-to-back football playoffs. I mean, yeah, not a terrible decision there. I don't look at Hausman and sit there and, 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 and curse him and, and I'm never going to do business with his family again, even though it's a different family. It, it just, it's more the, it's more the point of like, these are 17, 18, 19 year old kids. They're going to make decisions that are life altering decisions and, and go back to when you were that age and you want to switch, you want to go somewhere else. I mean, you should be allowed to do that without having to, to have, you know, faceless people writing what they want about you and, and saying that don't know anything about you that, that, uh, you know, want to, want to tell you what they think is the is the case so i don't know uh i'm sure you see plenty of these types of posts though uh all across oh every time a kid transfers or decommits yeah same post different board mm-hmm. uh, usually yeah. it's a lot meaner to be honest i mean this yeah. one is the uh, Nebraska fans you all don't have much to be embarrassed about because your posts are never vicious but i mean some of the stuff that MBG sees. I, I know MBG, you don't even post a lot of the, you know, the worst message word posts that people send you because like people are just vicious with some of these kids. So yeah, this one in well, the grand I, scheme of things, this is pretty, pretty light stuff. I agree. I, I think Husker fans are about the nicest you, you can possibly find. And that's why I threw my beer at the players. <laughs> 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 From the Red Sea Scrolls, you make in this you was after the NIL game in money. Ireland last year, I think. The game in Ireland. You make yeah. NIL money and lose to Northwestern. This is what you get. Bring the haters. I spent 10000 to get here for some phonies to show out. I threw my beer at the players. Actually, of all things, so Nebraska, just a couple years ago, we finally, just in the, the basketball arena right now for men's and women's basketball, it's the first sport that we actually will sell. They, they have um, alcohol being sold. They don't sell it at the football stadium. Don't sell it at basketball and or baseball and softball and stuff yet. But anyways – one of the concerns going into if we allow beer being sold at basketball games, you know, would be that, you know, people are going to get drunk. And our former athletic director, I think it was Moose said, um, you know, they might be, you know, we don't want people throwing beers on players. It's like, who does that? Well, this guy apparently. Does. So <laughs> apparently, apparently it wasn't unfounded that, that concern. I don't know. I haven't seen anybody doing it at the, at the basketball arena though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. it's just an Ireland thing. Right? They've never been to a Raider game in the Coliseum. I'll tell, oh I'll tell you that. Yeah. 
I, I well, would and, say and if that, it was ever if it was ever just it's you go all the way over to Ireland, spend all that money, and then you lose the Northwestern the way that Nebraska lost the Northwestern. If there's ever been a, t- a time where it was justified, which really is mm-hmm. never, but if there ever is, that might have been it, maybe. Maybe. And they they also had some issue there with I think maybe it was their payments or whatever, and in the stadium, and they ended up giving out like free Guinness the whole second half. So the people that were <laughs> drinking there, they were you know, they'd spend 10000 to get there, but once they got there, they were getting some cheap beers handed to them. And <laughs> that's funny. They had like the yeah, whole cause... beer. They had the beer cup, what do you call them? And they stack all the beer cups all the mm-hmm. way down the aisles. Yeah, because like the yeah, they were giving out. They were basically, I don't think it was just Guinness. I think it was like all beer was free because the payment system just stopped working. And they were like, screw it. Here's free beer. Like you got to come here and watch well, Nebraska lose to Northwestern. You may as well just drink for free because you're going to need it. The, the beer uh, snake there. The beer yeah, snake. I, Thank you, Abby. Well, and that's why oh, it better be free. PhD. You know, if I'm paying 15 bucks for it, I'm certainly not throwing it at a player. You know, I mean, <laughs> goodness. So, <laughs> so anyways, this was a this was a fun walk down. You know, the the message board lane nationally, rivals locally. Um, it's something that I think we can all share amongst ourselves. The fan bases, again, fan is short for fanatic. We're all crazy for our team. And and uh, it's fun to see the similarities between, uh, you know, people from all over the place. Um, and uh, and I think that, it, again, I want to go back to just, it's almost like I want to say thank you to you guys. I think you're doing an unbelievable service of, like, highlighting this and putting it all together is that this is, this is what's out there. You're not alone Husker fans or whatever fans of whatever school. You're not alone. This is what's happening everywhere. And I just think it's awesome. You guys are doing it. Hey, well uh, it's fun. I appreciate you having us. It's been fun being on. Um, I, I did notice that we didn't get a chance to read the urban Meyer post, which was who's his favorite post, but um, <laughs> That was one I I edited. It's not very family friendly. So I edited it. That was one of the two I I edited out. Uh, That was just a, I don't know, a producer freedom or whatever. I was like, I can't, I can't. I was going to have to cross out so many, so many words. Hi, mom. Um, But it was was a lot on our podcast. So uh, for for the record, as we we told you guys before, yes, um, Hoggy's mom is listening. Hi, Marty. Good to to see you. This was a wild show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. get to part. <laughs> let's get to parting shots here. Yeah. And part of our parting shots, I'll start with Rob here, but part of our parting shots is we always allow our guests to, to have the final say. And I just really do want to thank both of you guys for, for being on here before we even get started. Is that, um, again, for people that are new to message board geniuses or people that have been following you since the start, um, it's, it's just a great way to interact with other fans from other fan bases. I think a lot of times we get in our own silos of only talking to fans from, you know, Nebraska or, you know, whoever, wherever you're from, you only talk to your own people. And so getting out and talking with, with uh, people from other fans and fan bases and interacting on Twitter, it's been a lot of fun and uh, it's been great to have you. So thank you both of you, Rob, give us your uh, parting shot. Well, I'm I'm old enough to where I think I missed out on the whole like message board phenomenon where, you know, actually going on and posting on message boards was a thing. And I'm young enough to uh, rarely ever use Facebook anymore for any of that stuff. And I'm starting to think that maybe I've made a mistake and need to revisit how I approach these things, maybe make some anonymous accounts or something um, just to kind of go in and monitor it. Because it sounds like I'm missing out on a whole world of uh, shit posting that I don't think I ever knew existed. 
All right. Now, Hoos, we're going to go to you next. Before we do, I want to actually say uh, congratulations this weekend. Uh, you, Your team, your Virginia Cavs, the Hoos, will be coming to Omaha for – and you had posted it today. How many times have they been to Omaha, like, in the last 15 years? Is this their sixth yeah, visit? 2009, we've been six times, yeah. Six yeah, times. In, That's amazing. Yeah. Won it in 2015, runner-up in 2014. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. man, it's uh, – of course, Stephen Shock became an overnight sensation there a couple years ago. Um, uh, but, yeah, for, so for my last – so thank you for that. And I just want to say, I, I've mentioned to you, I've followed Nebraska since I was a kid. Um, UVA, you know, back when I was growing up, was historically bad. Uh, we didn't go to our first bowl game until 1984. And so uh, Nebraska was one of those – teams that was always kind of in my consciousness. I back with I am hip and Jarvis Redwine and uh, you know, Rozier and all those guys when I was growing up. And uh, I love my Nebraska followers on Twitter. You guys are always fun, fully engaged, tons of passion. So I, I appreciate you having us on. It's been super fun. Redcast Dave named his dog after Jarvis Redwine. So that's I mean. all it's uh, two best names in college football. The <laughs> I am hip and Jarvis Redwine. I, Vividly remember that from when I was like 10 or 11. <laughs> <laughs> All right. MBG, message board geniuses, take us out of here. You get the final parting shot. Oh, wow. Uh, thanks. Uh, well, I appreciate, <laughs> I, 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 we do appreciate you having us on. Um, it's good to be able to talk to people. Um, I hope everybody gets a chance to follow the uh, account and uh, be entertained by it. Hopefully nobody takes uh, offense to any of it. Um, I think it's important everybody just – uh, has an opportunity to have fun with it, relax, laugh at yourself, laugh at everybody else, realize that we're all kind of the same people in the same boat. Uh, we all love college football um, and that we all have fun with it. Again, I appreciate having you on. Uh, be watching the Huskers this year and uh, uh, hopefully you're back in a bowl game soon. Yeah. Oh, geez. We hope that too. And, and you know, if that feels like a shot, man, that, that <laughs> hurt. I just want you to know, hey. can we at least go like a two week moratorium? Please? <laughs> <laughs> That, that wasn't intended as a shot. And <laughs> so, some of, you know, if, you, if you're ever a fan and you find yourself wanting to post something that do is it. similar to what, <laughs> do, do it, it. Yeah. do it. <laughs> you know, do it. Do it. I think I'm looking at this from a different angle from MBG. I'm sitting there going like. the emperor you know, joined the show or something. I, I'm do like, it. don't, don't, don't do, you know, that, you know, don't post that thing if it's if it's going to be you know bad and mean towards someone mbg's like post it do it please, please do, do. <laughs> please do <laughs> thank you both so much redcasters you can find mbg on twitter at board geniuses who's you can find them at who's football h-o-o-s uh and is there anything else i know on twitter do you guys have any other site sites uh like instagram anything else that you plug there uh mbg uh, there's the MBG podcast at the MBG podcast. Um, and then we're also on Instagram, um, at board geniuses at board geniuses there. Well, Redcasters, check them out. If you haven't already been, uh, we're going to have their links and stuff in the description after this, but, uh, this is a lot of fun. Thank you guys both so much. Thank you, Rob, for joining us. And, uh, that's another go big Redcast. Heard at Sports Network Production.